Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. I love yeah. that. That's a nice Italian name. It's a little Italian. Marilena Minucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minucci. I know you love Italy. So I there. know. I, girl, that's one of my favorite places on the planet. I know. It is awesome sauce. All right. So we're on the edge right now, though, Brains. <laughs> and I'm checking in with my girlfriend. She's over there in New York City. She's a New Yorker. Uh, but I'm going to give her the business today, Brains, because she tells me that she is a transformational coach. Let me define for you. Let me see. I pulled this up. Just exactly what transformation means in the world. And it's a big $25 word. You know, I always talk to you guys about my big $25 words. Okay, transformation. It says a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. A metamorphosis during a life cycle of an animal. Physics, the induced or spontaneous change of one element into another by a nuclear process. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm gonna see how she gonna color in the white spaces. Cause that's (laughs) a lot going on. I mean, you're going from metamorphosis to physics to just the common change. it's a lot of responsibility brains to be a transformational coach because you have to bring out each individual's spirit. This is not a template. This is not a carbon copy. And I really believe that Marilena's, uh, Marilena's experience and desire is to bring out the fullness of each individual soul. We are all different. That was part of the divine plan. So to help us come into that, culturally, spiritually, sexually, financially, that's a lot of work. And I want to hear what her secret sauce is for success. All yeah. right. I got you on the hot seat, Marilena. I can feel it. All right. <laughs> uh, but I do that with love because my brains are heady people and they want to know what that means. You know, there's a lot of people in this space talking about their transformational coach. What you going to do? Turn me into a frog? I really need for people to, you know, to, to get that. So first of all, tell me a little bit about you and how you found yourself in this space. It's so interesting because I was thinking about this recently. This year marks 20 years that I'm a coach and I can't believe how fast the time has gone Mm. and that I still believe so wholeheartedly in coaching. I love coaching as a profession and I love what it has evolved because when I first started, it was the beginning of coaching when coaching was first out and around and we were thinking about it and I was trained as a counselor, as a mental health counselor, but that just was not doing it for me. You know, I loved to talk with people, but I found if we didn't look at the whole person, like you were saying, the whole person, like what's going on with them in all different parts of their lives and all different facets of who they were, the transformation wasn't going to happen and change wasn't going to happen and they couldn't sustain the change. So I loved coaching because it was proactive and it was really talking about people's potential. And okay, I love differentiate it. for me real quick though. What's the yeah. difference between coaching and 
therapy. Yeah. yeah, therapy. Yeah. So therapy deals a lot and counseling deals a lot with, you know, deeper mechanisms that are going on, deals with a lot with the past. You know, you're kind of rooting around in the past. Coaching is all very present oriented. Coaching, I say somebody's coachable if they're really in a space where they're ready and willing or able to take action. In other words, you could take small steps, you could try things on, you have the power to sit and evaluate, is that working for me? How do I feel about that? What's changing for me? How am I looking at things differently, right? So again, there's such a need for therapy and deeper work like that, uh, but there's such a need for coaching. And I think that really emerged as something that's a slightly different path. We really work a lot with people on lifestyle change and being able to integrate you know, let, let me put it this way. People know a lot of things that they want to be doing or they quote unquote say they should be doing and then we don't like to have people should on themselves. But <laughs> I find people really know that I could be doing that. I just need support. I need support to get clear on what I want in my life, to calm, you know, like a snow globe, the snow has to kind right. of settle so I have clarity and then support to, get on track, get moving towards my dreams, my goals, what I really want to do. So that's a lot of heavy lifting there, Marilena. What do you do to keep yourself balanced and equalized? Because, you know, you can't pour from an empty coffer. You're so right. You know, in our quantum coaching model, the center is self-care. Self-care, mm -hmm. self-care, self-care. That has to be the place from which all coaches come because self-care teaches you so much about helping other people take care of themselves. One of the biggest things that I gave up as a coach, you know, as a new coach was this idea that I have to fix, that I have to carry other people's burdens on me. I don't. And, and that's not what coaching is about at all. It's about me putting that oxygen mask on me first, right? And then being able to help others. So I indulge in self-care and I actually talk about self-care from the frame of mind that so much in your life can really be translated into self-care. If I'm doing my dishes, it's kind of self-care because I'm bringing calm into the chaos of my life. If I'm doing my laundry, you no, know what you're I mean? not, not after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I hear what you're so saying. And, and, you know, you, you say that um, put your oxygen mask on first. Well, there's people that aren't even able to get off the tarmac. That's true. You know? That's true. They can't pick themselves up. Um, but again, like you say, they have to have the desire. You can go to a great person like Marilena and, you know, she can lay out a smorgasbord of ideas for you, but you have to figure out what you're going to eat and what you're going to put on your plate. How do you keep your people consistent? How do you keep them fired up? Yeah, I think it's about finding the why, the what people are really passionate about. You know, mm -hmm. why, why is this important to you now? You know, and if you really aren't ready to take any steps, you may not be ready for coaching and that's okay too. It may mean you may need to do a see a therapist for a while if there's a need for something like that. But if you're willing to take one tiny step, and that's what the key is, is tiny, tiny steps, it can help you move forward in a more consistent way, right? And steps can be to do something. They can be to stop doing something. You know, they're not always about push, push, push. And I don't like push energy. I like kind of like pull energy, you know, what's drawing me? What's most important to me? Why is, why we're got to find a little bit of passion of a spark there to help people stay in touch with what's motivating them to move forward. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Cause you're talking about energy and sparking and, and magnetism. 
And yeah. when you talk about those things, how do you pick a qualified coach? Again, yeah. a how lot of them out there. And, you know, me, uh, I want to see what I aspire to have exuding out of your pores like acne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So, I have a high expectation, especially when I'm spinning my cheese, because yeah. coaches are not cheap. I don't want anything cheap, affordable, uh -huh. discounted, reasonable, maybe. I don't want nothing cheap. Right. So exactly. You get what you put out there, brains. Now you, you're working with someone that's got 20 years of experience, highs and lows and ups and downs, but there's a lot of other things that come into play when you're coaching someone, because they're going to bring in that emotional baggage of, you know, their husband, their daughter, their kids, their finances, their sexual desire, their health, their mental health, all of that. So as a coach, also, you have to learn how to edit and filter. Would you agree? You edit and filter. You mean your own story? You're not sharing too much of your own story. No, no, no. The, of of your that. client, you know, because your clients, they're bringing um, everything to you. Again, sometimes they get the line crossed from a coach a best friend or a therapist. Yeah, so let's talk about that because I think a coach that's really well-trained has an understanding of how to listen in such a way that they are listening between the lines of what the person's telling you. They may be going off on a big, long story and sometimes people just need to tell their story. They need a witness. But then at that point, you're like reflecting back the juiciness of what you hear, the emotion of what you're hearing. Letting the person in a sense, you kind of hold up a mirror. So they kind of reveal themselves to themselves. They start to see and listen back to what they're saying. You know what I mean? So it's a filtration, but it's not, it's not ignoring. I take it all and I hear it and I reflect back the gist, the germ, the, you know, that, that the mm -hmm. gem of what I'm hearing rather. And so, and then I don't get to be the expert ever on the person. They are the expert on themselves. Yes, that's right. No, that's not quite right. And I have to be okay with all of that. I am there to be a sounding board, to hold a safe space for you to just check in with what you're feeling, what's going on with you for today. And if you just need to vent for 20 minutes, that's fine. I don't even have to, I can just hear that, hold that space for you. Then we can start to work. Yeah, um, because you know what, on the flip side of that, how do I hold my coach accountable? You know, they're, yeah, they're holding the space, they're holding the space, but I'm the vessel pouring into that. What, what is the exchange back and forth? Am I journaling option, uh, you know, doing some meditation? What are you pouring into me? Some good nuggets, some neuro-linguistic programming. We doing some Reiki. What is it that is really going to cement it into my psyche? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think. The small, every coach has different toolkits, right? Because they learn, they go to take different programs and they have different expertise. If you're shopping for a coach, you want to look at what kinds of things are they bringing? What's in their toolkit? You have every right to ask them, how do you work with your clients? What kinds of things can I expect? And to have a sample session with somebody to understand what does it feel like to be heard with you, to be in that space with you? How is that for you? And then to experience, okay, so to have your styles match. Some of my clients say, you know, I just kind of want a kick-ass coach who's going to really hold me accountable. 
And my goal is to help them ultimately hold themselves accountable. So, you know, we make that shift into that space. And others want a little bit more gentle approach. Always, in my view, what works best is small steps approach and an opportunity then to evaluate and what works for you. Some people love to journal. Some people don't want anything to do with journaling. I had some woman talking about food and mood and and I said, well, how about writing down what you write, what you eat? No, no. I said, how about taking pictures? She said, I could do that. That she loved. So you have to meet each client where they are. And, and, and styles have to mesh. And it has to be something that the client is drawn toward and willing to do. There's a, there's a thing called readiness. If the person's not really ready to take that step, they're not going to. No change is going to happen until somebody's ready to make it happen. Right. Absolutely. And you got to be ready brains and you got to be vulnerable. You know, you just got to pull back the layers of that onion and let that aroma get in your eyes and start to cry. <laughs> yes. yes. Because, both, both of you may have to cry. Absolutely. And that's what you want. You want a partner in crime. So let's ask some great fun questions about you, Marilena. All of this, we already know that what you can do uh, with a business person, but let's talk about some fun stuff. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Oh my gosh, I ask my clients this question all the time. Okay. All right, I'm going to tell you, I think I could be my Vitamix because I, know, I like, like to mix a lot of stuff up together and make very interesting concoctions. Oh my God, I think I would be the KitchenAid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I want to knead it together till it rises. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But if you have ever have my soup, you'll know you'll never get the same soup twice because it's all a little bit of what's here. And I put mm. in the ingredients as it comes together. And I say, well, you better enjoy it because you'll never well, that's have what happens thing. when I make gumbo, girl. It's never that's the same it. way. And it was funny this year. Uh, I had made a mess. I made my roux wrong. And I called on the spirit of my mother-in-law, my dead mother-in-law. And you know what she told me? She yeah. said, baby, just relax and do it your way. And I tell you, Marilena, it was the best gumbo I had ever made. It was do you so know, good. in my kitchen, I picture my mom and my grandma because I think I channel them all the time. That's I think right. the kitchen is like your sacred space, by the way, where you're kind of creating your health and your well-being right in the kitchen. That's alchemy for me. What's your superpower? I think my superpower is truly just really loving people and just being in a heart-centered space. You know, my superpower could be teaching and all these kind of things, but it still all comes from being in a heart-centered, soul-centered space that I hold my clients in and the people I love in. And I would say for me, that's really what it's all about. You know, it has things, to come from love. What? Well, what are three things that you cannot live without? Three things I cannot live without. I wouldn't want to live without. I have enjoy swimming in the ocean on a regular basis with dolphins and manatees, and I wouldn't want to live without that. Mm. And I certainly wouldn't want to live without my close friends and family. Um, and nature, just being in nature. I guess that's part of number one, too. Let me think, what else? Probably. I wouldn't want to live without, I'm trying to think what else I'm, technology's out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that I really, wouldn't want, I really wouldn't want to live without. I guess it comes back down to just love and just having that ability to be connected to other people. I know. Well, that is so fun because me, 
I want to go to every concert. <laughs> I can't live without music. Uh, oh, that's good. You know, um, mine also is a desire to communicate and share information. I can't. No, you know, I'm with you I on that. Like, I don't sure. like, I hate when someone gives me half-ass information. Give me complete, you only got to answer six questions. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. That's complete yeah. information. That, that's it. Write that down, brains. <laughs> I'll tell you what else came up for me when you said that. And I know we've talked about that in the past. It's just travel, the ability to learn through travel, to experience other cultures, to be with people in other places and just see how much we're different and how much we're the same. I know. I and just how much beauty that. there is in yeah. the world. Oh my God, that's nature no. for me. Like, I don't care if you're walking in the ruins in Italy or you're climbing a mountain in the middle of the castle. Yeah, we're getting ready to go to Alaska. So Ooh, I'll, I'll, let you know how, I'll let you know how that yeah, is. Yeah, you'll see some whales, I hope. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite foods? Well, as an Italian woman, <laughs> it's mostly in that category, shall I say? Gelato is so. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, gelato. Yes, of all different sorts and types. And I certainly love fruits and vegetables. And I love when I go to places where they taste more like what they're supposed to taste like. Mm -hmm. I mean, a pineapple in Costa Rica is amazing. It's it's, it's an spiritual experience. Right, you know? exactly. The drool <laughs> comes from your mouth. Exactly. Um, if you had an opportunity to uh, time travel, Mm. What period of time would you travel to and why? Hmm. Time travel. I like the 40s in New York City. Like I love the mm. way people dress and the way they just went about their business and that sort of thing. But I think I might also like to travel to some ancient time. I think an earlier time, maybe when I think about when I see, um, you know, I don't know that I'd want to live without the conveniences in ancient right, Rome, that right. sort of thing. But I also love the Middle Ages and I love the Renaissance. There's so much art and and and, well, and all I am that so glad that you are nostalgic because, honey, I'm going straight to Jupiter. I want to be in the year 3000. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought about that. I, <laughs> I want to go forward or back. But if I go forward, it might have to be in an alternate plane or a different different galaxy you know what I mean because I'm so totally into that I've studied astronomy for many many years and mm. and and really enjoy everything that has to do with future travel what's going on and you know alternate universes all that kind of fun yeah stuff. I, I kind of dig all this stuff too Marilena what do you want your legacy to be well you know you know how many years I sat thinking I was supposed to know what my purpose was and I struggled with that, like thinking it was supposed to be some really, really big thing that was supposed to change the whole world. And one day I just heard a whisper that said, the whole purpose is to be here to love and accept yourself and help other people do the same thing. So whether you do that as a coach or any other profession, that's the that's the game. That's what I came here for this lifetime to experience and to know and to share. And I know that every single coach that I touch, my goal is to help them do that and help them help themselves do that and the people that they work with do that. So I train coaches and I have over the years thousands. I just just am so proud of the fact that there's that continued, you know, extension and ripple effect that happens with everyone that you touch. 
Well, it's a quantum effect, and that's exactly what you're doing with quantum exactly. coaching. So, Marilena, can you tell me a little bit more about coaching, how to get certified, and how to pick a coach? Yeah, I would love to. I, I mean, I have to say, when I started, there wasn't such a thing as, you know, certification wasn't such a big thing, but it has become a really big thing. And I'm excited because coaching's now less of an industry and more of a profession. And there is a professional path for people who want to become certified. And if you're looking for a coach, you can check out the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaches or the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation. And they have directories of certified coaches. And to get certified, it's no it's no little thing. It's a big thing. We, we prepare coaches for certification and it is an rigorous task. And you have to really demonstrate an amazing number of proficiencies uh, and competencies to say that I can... I can coach somebody. I know what to do to help somebody and to facilitate the kind of transformation that maybe you're craving. So it's important to just have a sense of the coach's story, where they're coming from, their own personal experience, because that's maybe what brought them to coaching. And to look at, you know, their qualifications, of course, and their experience level, and then have that sample session if they offer such a thing where you can get to know them a little bit. And it's so important because coaching is a partnership. It's a partnership where you're working and you're walking alongside with somebody. And I learned this so critically, um, you know, when I was a new coach, I was taking care of my mom when she uh, was getting ready to transition. And that time with her was so precious when I learned that I couldn't be her coach. I couldn't help fix it or and, and, and make it all better, but I needed to understand how to walk alongside her. And then I really got what coaching was, is to just be on that journey with somebody uh, alongside them, to listen to them, to hear what was important to them, to help them have a take have them have the experience they needed to have, whether they're moving like my mom was towards her final days on this planet, or just towards whatever goal it is that you're working toward. It's a precious, precious relationship. And you want a coach who is your champion, who will listen to you and be there for you and be on your side and challenge you when you need to be challenged and stretch you when you need to be stretched and celebrate with you when it's time to celebrate. Well, that's a heavy load and a lot of responsibility. And again, you can't take those things lightly. You're holding people's hopes, dreams, possibilities, finance, self-esteem, uh, mental health in the palm of your hands. And it's not Plato. You don't play with that. You really kind of take that seriously. And because you're molding and you're mentoring. And this is a lifetime. This is you know something that people will build upon. So thank you so much for doing that and for all the coaches that you work with. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us on the edge. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, beautiful, how to, you know, spruce up their coaching game uh, and just really learn to love. Yes, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. So people can reach me at, uh, they can check out my website at quantumcoachingmethod.com where we train health and wellness coaches and life coaches uh, in transformational coaching. Uh, and we offer all sorts of support for coaches wherever you are on that coaching journey. And if they want to reach me personally, Marilena at quantumcoachingmethod.com. I'm going to put all that information. I'm going to put all that information at the back part of the uh, interview. Thank you again for being here with us. Brains, go and check it out. 
you don't know what you don't know and make you a better person. You'll get some uh, ideas and on what you're looking for when you're looking for a qualified coach. Uh, you're going to be able to pull back the layers of that onion and watch your eyes water. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Bye, Brace. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Bye, April.